Chapter 25 The Element of Time in Prayer Some requests are answered very quickly. A lady was once giving an address on narcotics. At the close, a young man said to her, I do not think it is wrong for me to use tobacco. Are you a Christian? she asked. Yes, was the reply. Have you ever asked God for his opinion? No. Well, if you are a Christian, I suppose you are willing to leave the matter to his decision. Let us kneel right down here and ask him. I will pray first and then you can follow. The young man could not consistently refuse. He knelt with her, and at the close of her prayer he began to pray. He had not uttered three sentences before he sprang to his feet, saying, I see it. It is not right. I will give it up at once. In this case, prayer was answered immediately, but in many cases, the answer is long delayed. As I left a meeting a few weeks ago, where plans had been matured for opening a mission, a lady whose sister had consented to take charge of the work said to me, This is the answer to seven years of prayer. All this time I have been asking God to lead my sister into this work, and now she is as anxious to enter upon it as I was to have her. Had she ceased praying before the seven years expired, who can say what the result would have been? When Mr. George Muller was in this country, a friend of mine asked him how long he had ever prayed continuously for any object. Taking a little book from his pocket, he said, When I was converted, I was a wild boy in college. My conversion broke a friendship between my roommate and myself, for he would have nothing to do with such a fanatic, he said. I wrote his name in this book and promised God that I would pray for him each day until he was converted or I died. I prayed five years with no apparent result. Ten years went by with no change. I continued on for fifteen years, then twenty years, and still he was an unbeliever. I did not yet give him up, but prayed twenty-five years each day mentioning his name at the throne of grace. Then came a letter saying, I have found the Savior. Then, said Mr. Muller, I checked out this petition as answered. In this same book, I have other names that I have prayed for five, ten, and fifteen years, and scores of names against which there is a cross, showing that the requests have been granted. Here then was a man who made a business of prayer, and kept his accounts with the Lord in a businesslike way. When he had a matter to present to God's attention, he first found a promise on which to base his appeal, always making sure, if possible, that it was according to God's will. Then he recorded his petition in a book, and watched and waited for the answer. Is it any wonder that this man's faith grew rapidly, and that he became the most notable and possibly the most successful prayer of modern times? We see by this illustration why many prayers fail. They are rambling appeals, so vague and indefinite that even the petitioner can hardly remember what he prayed for when he rises from his knees. No record is made of them, since we do not expect an answer, and no surprise is felt if the answer does not come. And so the solemn farce goes on year after year. It is said that in battle, it takes a hundred pounds of lead to kill a man, because ninety-nine pounds and fifteen ounces of it is wasted in wild firing that aims at nothing and hits no one. On the other hand, the sharpshooter wastes no ammunition, but picks his man and makes every bullet tell. So, if we would pray for fewer objects, more carefully selected, and then make a record of our prayers and watch for the answer, 
we should not waste our breath and would obtain more results. Delays in answered prayer often prove to be a great blessing to us. In some cases, it tests the strength of our desire. It shows us that we did not care very much about the object after all, just as a request for an education that is soon dropped shows the parent that the boy was not earnest enough to appreciate the privilege if he had it. In other cases, delay leads us to examine our motives, and we find that they are purely or partially selfish, and withdraw the request of our own accord. Possibly, the delay opens our eyes to some secret sin and leads us to abandon it. For if I regard wickedness in my heart, the Lord will not hear. Psalm 66 verse 18 Sometimes we find that our heart is not fully consecrated, and we are led to take an advanced step. And in every case, delayed answers keep us waiting long at the feet of Jesus and compel us to become better acquainted with Him. Unconsciously, we learn something of His patience, faith, and humility. Someone has said that prayers which are soon answered are like coastal vessels that soon return laden with coal and lumber, while others, like ships from Africa or India, are longer on the way, but bring back a richer cargo of gold and gems. Then, too, we should remember that God often answers prayers through natural laws, which work slowly. God does not force a man's will, but woos him by love and persuasion. Man is a creature of growth, and it takes time, change, children, and often losses, bereavements, and old age to soften his heart and show him his need of a Savior. Consider how many influences wrought upon you before you yielded, how many appeals were made, how many times the still small voice whispered before you answered, Yes. Considering all this, you will not wonder that it takes time for God to answer prayer, which involves the change of a human will from disobedience to obedience. Give Him time, and do not, like foolish children, be anxious to pick the apple before it is ripe. If you ask why our will should count for anything with God, remember first that we come in the name of His Son, and second, that He has promised that the prayer of a righteous man can accomplish much, and third, that when we have but one desire, namely to know and do His will, God's will has really become our will. Then it is eminently safe and reasonable for Him to say, Ask whatever you wish, and it will be done for you. John chapter 15 verse 7. When the child of God is so zealous for God's will as to care more for it than for his own, then God promotes him to share in the administration of the affairs of this world and to become an open channel for the communication of his grace. Lord, teach us how to pray.